Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Another edition of Buff Code and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. Uh, I am Clay Cunningham, joined as always by Adam Kurtz. And folks, I am worn out. Six hour drive for a wedding over the weekend, six hour drive back today. Gridlock aplenty. Uh, I gotta tell you, by the end of it, I was like Steve Winwood in 1974. I had to get the hell out of traffic. Where are my Steve Winwood fans out there? Yeah, I prefer his solo stuff. Yeah, well, okay, well. Oh, great start. Well, anyway, yeah, that's Adam Kurtz coming in. And uh, unfortunately, Adam is not the only person who uh, whose time I'm wasting with my side-splitting <laughs> bits. Although I came up with one this week, Adam. My writer's block. It's cleared you know, up. Oh, yeah, thank God. But, uh, yes, we have a guest, uh, a first-time guest. Uh, we are joined by... Uh, he's a YouTuber, uh, I believe an artist, if his Twitter bio is to be right, correct? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's here. He actually made an excellent YouTube video entitled, I Watched Every Beavis and Butthead Episode, which we will link in our description later. Thank We're happy you. to have him along. Uh, Bernie Vids is joining the show. Bernie, say hello to the folks at home. Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I made a video where I watched every episode of Beavis and Butthead. It's, uh, it's an hour long. It, although it's not accurate anymore because I don't talk about the new season. That's, but Well, yeah, but at, but at the time it was spot. And, and as everyone knows, it's really easy to track down every Beavis and Butthead episode. So, <laughs> Well, you know, it was supposed to get easier with Paramount, but I guess they haven't even... They said they were going to put every episode in streaming, and then they didn't. They've just been gradually rolling them out. Yeah. Season by season. Oh, and the commercials are uh, awful. If you're trying to navigate the, through the Mike Judge collection, good God. Yeah, it's, well, we, we, we could be here all day if we're going to talk complaints about Paramount+. Plus. But um, <laughs> let's jump into just before we get into the episode. Uh, can you take us through uh, your history with the show? Just like what drew you to it when you got into it? And just, uh, just your reaction to being yeah, a Beavis okay. Butted fan. So, obviously... When I grew up, I always recognized Beavis and Butthead as these kind of cultural icons. And I, I didn't grow up watching the show, of course. I'm only like 20 years old. So, and I didn't, we didn't grow up with cable, so I didn't have that. I, it just wasn't possible for me to watch the show as it's airing, really. But as, you know, as I grew up and I had this, I have an interest in animation, I've always kind of found animated movies really interesting, the process behind them. I ended up watching the Beavis and Butthead movie. And that was kind of my first introduction to the actual series, like beyond just the icons of them on all these different pieces of merchandise and uh, just, you know, commercials and everything. So first I watched the movie and I, I really loved that. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's such a great and, and after watching the show, it's it's a great epitomization of what the characters are. But it didn't, it didn't actually make me want to watch the show because I always heard that it was so different from the movie. There's, it was it was very different in structure from everything else, actually, at the time. Just having these music interstitial, music video interstitials, and also kind of people, a lot of people saying that it was 
a lot different compared to what sitcoms are today because it was so early on. But I think where I finally decided to check out the show is when I start when a lot of these clips started going viral on like YouTube and social media. I think this was around last year. I think either last year or early this year, a lot of different clips started going viral, and I I was firstly I I, th- I thought it was. I thought these bits were really funny. Like when Beavis and Butthead meet like a serial killer, I thought that was amazing. And just how simple a lot of these jokes were, but the characters were able to elevate them, which is, you know, very different from the movie where they're like in this huge espionage spy plot line. Yeah. But also I watched a lot of music video segments, which I initially just kind of been a bit averse to because I wasn't sure what they were. And those were hilarious too. So that's that's kind of when I finally decided to watch the show, and I ended up binging the entire show in a week and writing the video and producing it the next week. And that's basically how the video came about. So that wasn't so you didn't like sit on anything. That was basically just all everything coming together at once to put that together. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was it, that whole video came together in two weeks. Uh, although I had. I've rewatched the movie like four to five times, mm-hmm. though. I will say that because I love that movie. It's probably one of my favorite animated movies of all time. But Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we want to get into it, but I, I, I clutch my attention that you're saying you're 20 years old. Like, is this, I mean, is there a subsect of people you know your age who watch it? Because, I mean. Yeah, I... actually, there's a huge resurgence of young people watching Beavis and Butthead because of those clips and because they're becoming like memes and especially with the new season, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and I, I noticed that a lot of those clips are going viral on TikTok too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool that, you know, this show all the way back from the fucking like nineties is still able to reconnect with people today, you know, in spite of how much the world has changed in spite of how much technology has changed, these you know these characters really are kind of timeless. But that's I, 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 that's genuinely wonderful for me to hear. I, it, it does make me happy to see that it's kind of because we always think it, that and we say that on the show to ourselves, you know. But uh, it, yeah, it is. It, yeah, nice to get that reinforcement. So. Yeah, even because it does. It, I always felt like it has like a very '90s aesthetic in the way that it's presented. But yeah, I think a, yeah. a lot of the yeah. A lot of the themes and whatnot, I, I do think, are kind of timeless. Well, that's that's good to hear. But um, well, we brought you on for a specific couple of episodes. We are we're diving into a rare guest spot on Beavis and Butthead. We did a couple episodes uh, featuring the voice of Adam's favorite comedic actor, David Spade. Fair to say, Adam. Uh, Rules I, of engagement, super fan, Adam Kurtz. I should say. I don't mind David Spade. I mean, as a lot of his later stuff's pretty poor, but he kind of gets sucked into the Happy Madison world, you know. Where after nineteen ninety nine, it's just like, uh, well, well, we we got well, up, so well, well, we've got a couple pre nineteen ninety nine things here, Adam. So this should be right in your wheelhouse. We've got a Manor Suck and Candy Sale. And I think it is time to get this show on the road. Fellas, are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Manor Suck aired May 21st, 1994. It was the 21st episode of season four. Written by, Adam, you're not going to believe this, Christopher Brown and Mike Judge. Uh, directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan. 
Uh, synopsis, a guest speaker tries to educate the students in Van Driesen's class about the importance of manners and finds himself in over his head when dealing with Beavis and Butthead. Adam, I'm guessing you just watched this moments ago. Is it fresh in your mind? Tell your, yes, give sir. your thoughts on manners stuff. Yeah, so um, I, I really like, I don't remember these episodes from, from the series with uh, Mr. Manners. And as we'll see later, Mr. Candy. Um, but this episode starts off with the, the boys watching a dog training show. Um, and it's no Cesar Million either. It's just uh, a lady sitting there telling a dog to sit and stay, uh, which they declare the show su- sucks, of course. And, and then they have a great theory of that sucky shows run in the mornings in order to motivate you to go to school. But uh, if Nickelodeon's airing of Wienerville in the uh, mid-90s is any any indication, that's a lie right there. Wienerville well, was a I, great show. Well, my, I mean, the only memory I have of being sick as a kid was going to my grandma's house and watching Pressure Luck in the afternoon. And I'll, I'll, be, God, I'll be goddamned if anybody's going to tell me Pressure Luck sucks. Well, nonetheless, yeah, it doesn't. Peter Tamarkin, rest in peace. R.I.P. Peter Tamarkin, yes. So they head to school uh, in Van Driesen's class, class where this uh, takes place. And Van Driesen actually threatens to bring Buzz Cut in because everybody's not paying attention and there's some chattering going on. Um, and then uh, Van Driesen says a group of concerned parents have reached out and actually bring a, have brought a guest speaker in. Actually, almost like a guest lecturer, uh, Mr. Manners, who's played by... The aforementioned David Spade. Um, everybody's kind of talking, but he singles out Beavis and Butthead for uh, the fart noises. And uh, <laughs> machine gunner. Yes, the machine gunner. Um, and uh, Mr. Manners butts in. And actually, Beavis and Butthead make somewhat of a point that he interrupt- interrupted their fart noises, which makes him rude. <laughs> Um, I love that we were doing this long before you came in, sir. Like, <laughs> I, I love just how assured Butthead is because he, it, in his own way, he's in the right, or he's at least right. I don't know in the right, but yes. Um, so, Mister Manners asks if the boys are we uh, into role playing, and of course, they don't take it to the sexual place. You could take that. They instead of heard pole playing, yeah, um, no. which I watched <laughs> with my wife, and she got a chuckle out of that. Um, and for some reason he's asked what the, what the magic word is. I can't remember what reason, but they said the magic word was butt wipe. <laughs> As in, <laughs> hey, I want some nachos butt wipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mr. Manners has this whole kind of role playing thing set up uh, as a restaurant. And Butthead is the customer and Beavis is the waiter. And, Master Beavis. So, yes, Master Beavis and Master Butthead. And, of course, uh, Mr. Manners actually goes to just slightly nudge Beavis towards Butthead. And Beavis does not like to be touched in this instance. And we'll see that uh, maybe come up a couple more times. Uh, But the introductions are an absolute disaster as Mr. Manners tries to, like, coax them to introduce, oh, hi, hi, sir, may I take your order? And, of course, uh, they just call each other Butthead whatever you know uh bud munch and whatnot um but mr manners gets so ticked that he grabs the collar 
of uh, Butthead. And then in walks uh, Van Driesen, who is absolutely furious. And uh, they actually start to fight. And uh, that is where the Mike Judge collection episode ends. Am I right? But then the the original airing had um, the boys actually using manners in the restroom, coaxing yes. turds out of their sphincters. Such such an amazing ending, you know. <laughs> that's that's what that's what an episode could end on back then. You know, I don't know any other show that would do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought too, like I found it, I, like like the opening sequence is okay, but it's kind of pointless, honestly. I mean, like you could say like, oh yeah, but I mean like the well, although I guess Adam, you do point out at times this like what got them to go to school. I guess maybe it works in that regard, but ultimately, I think you, you could have started that episode though. Yeah, you could have started that at the school and then just like, yeah, it's a, I, I thought that yeah, that was a good way to end it, I thought. But... That ending is, the original ending is, the sound effects are just vile. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You get a little, like, Beavis can't get it out, <laughs> but when he does, there's, and that comes out, and again, watching this one with my wife, it was... Uh, she was truly disgusted, which a part of me enjoyed it more watching it with her. So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What did um, you guys think? What did I miss here? I will say, like, and one thing, like, we've talked about this before, Adam. It's just another instance of Beavis and Butthead picking up just enough to uh, annoy people. Just like, because when Van Dries, first off, you mentioned uh, Beavis claims that Mr. Manners touched his wiener, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you probably have a little bit to analyze about how everybody feels about that. But, uh, and then like when, uh, uh, when Van Driesen gets upset, he comes to Beavis like, did he hurt you? Just say, yes, sir, he did. Thank you for your concern. They're the most polite ones when Van yeah, Driesen comes yeah, back. Yeah, I just, uh, every time it does that, they're always, they, their intelligence always spikes just enough when they can really stick it to someone that they don't like. That was... That was, uh, yeah, the biggest thing uh, that I didn't get, that I don't know if you hit. But, uh, Bernie, a big reason we brought you on here, because in the aforementioned video, I don't know if you said this was your absolute favorite episode or one of them, but I know... It was definitely up there. Yeah, so I guess just what are uh, some reasons why this one ranks so highly with you? Well, I just I just find the character of Mr. Manners uh, like, hilarious, because he's he's this he's the kind of adult that you would... You know, I feel like you'd meet a lot as a kid. This, like, because a lot of teachers and a lot of a lot of guidance counselors, they're people who just they they pretend to mean well, but they actually just kind of want control and they want to be able to dictate what kids are doing. And that's that's kind of what Beavis and Butthead are good at, good at satirizing, especially as characters, is like kind of just pointing out the stupidity of different archetypes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like adults. And so Mr. Manners is just this kind of whiny, like, but pompous and, like, holier-than-thou, like, oh, you know, I have manners, and I'm going to teach you how to behave respectfully. But in reality, he's, like, always, like, an agitator. He's always, like, instigating fights and trying to just, like, flat-out, I mean, pretty much flat-out assaulting them at a certain point. Even when I mean, I guess you could argue it's justified. Beavis is kind of taking his time with the uh, role-playing. He's even like, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, that, and I think you kind of get the sense that this wasn't his career choice because eventually, like, when he's agitated, he's like, this, this is my job. This is how I make money. 
Like, if, I don't think that's something someone who's passionate in their work is doing. I think it's like, this is option like eight or nine and it just hasn't worked out. And, but I mean, if you don't have the sense to know that you shouldn't call kids master in a high school, <laughs> I mean. Well, again, like this is, and that's, whenever Vivas and Budhead get a spike in intelligence, you all, you always know it's probably some, like a type of person or someone that Mike Judge has personally been annoyed with. Oh, yeah. So he wants them to get the advantage over them. And that, yeah, that's what I think, too, where I think sometimes this show kind of got the reputation unfairly of being like a pure celebration of Beavis and Butthead stupidity because the adults in it are so dumb. And But, I, I mean, that that I think has always been an enhancement of the show, and I do love that it always had the guts to, you know, make the alleged authority figures look just as pathetic as the uh as the idiotic teenagers you think of the people that like run the the grade school and high school circuit though for things like this it just it's weird that that's like an industry you know i always think of like you've got the armless dude who can like paint with his mouth and his motivational yeah. speaker you know you got the guy who drank too much and now he's recovered and there's kind of some christian themes behind it or you even go to like the south south park butt out uh you know oh yeah that's a great episode <laughs> yeah so like i think mr manners fits into that weird industry of like looking back that yeah this just a lot of odd people that pass through schools and i i guess are kind of memorable but like are they it's really a weird industry how do we feel about uh it ending on a fake molestation bit i don't have any strong opinions myself but i can see how someone could just yeah what what's it is it is funny because i feel like beavis and butthead usually would not be able to concoct like a scheme like that that's something more like eric cartman would do like yeah. plotting to frame Oh, someone absolutely. they don't like for that. But he was in Butthead. They just luck into other people getting harmed most of the time. I think, yeah, they, they're so obsessed with butts and wiener that wiener's like one of those. Oh, he touched my butt or he touched my one of those is going to come out of their mouth just naturally, you know? So and um, I, I will get to the, like, I, I don't, I, I'm actually going to hold my uh, answer till the second bit, but. Early, who do we think won the fight between Van Dries and Mr. Manners? Because it's basically just a slap fight that breaks into the hallway. <laughs> um, I would hope. I would hope Van Driesen fight. <laughs> when Van Driesen has the passion of his students, you know, firing on all cylinders in his heart, I, I don't think he can be defeated there. So I'm, I'm taking Van Driesen all day. Okay. Well, I, 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 will, I will, as I said, I'll interject later. It's a little tease for part two. But um, before we get there, we got a three-pack of music videos. Uh, oh, wait, real quick, actually. Okay. I just want to just point out of the fight, I thought it was really funny that one of the insults, that while they're fighting, the insults are like Van Driesen calling him a fascist. <laughs> a fascist, and yeah. Mr. Manners calling him Woodstock. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I love that, that that's a, But like, he's, he's a fat. Then why did you invite him to the classroom? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that was a good catch. That I didn't think about. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's good stuff. Um, but the the video three for Longview by Green Day, Snap Your Fingers, Snap Your Neck by Prong, and Too Much Time on My Hands by Sticks. Adam, I'll kick it to you first. What do you got for this trifecta? 
Uh, nothing uh, that really tickled my fancy too much. Uh, Green Day, Longview, uh, two TVs for the price of one. There was a TV within the video, uh, which confused Beavis a little bit. Uh, Beavis was super excited about the couch ripping uh, that went on. Uh, prongs, snap your finger, snap your neck. I did like that they, you know, well, there, where there's a faucet, there's a toilet, and where there's a toilet, there's butts. Yeah. Um, and wieners and turds and wee-wees. A little something for everyone was the, was the group quote there. Beavis did uh, almost need medical attention because he tried to snap his fingers and snap his neck at the same time. Um, Styx has some terrible videos. And uh, the Styx REO Speedwagon uh, era, I've really grown grown to dislike a lot. Like, I just don't like Styx. I don't like REO Speedwagon. I'll lump in Def Leppard, even though that's not really, that's kind of hair metal. It just, videos from the 70s are terrible. This was one of them. And uh, the boys agreed with me. I did find it uh, interesting that the the guys went to a wedding. Is that in an episode that I can't think of? Did they ever? They said they went to a wedding at one point where uh, you know various things happened where Beavis uh, tried to get the bride. Here comes the bride. I don't think it was the same. There was the episode "Here Comes the Bride's Butt," which <laughs> I, all I really wrote for the sticks episode video was "Stick sucks," so I don't remember anything. Um, <laughs> The one that I like, I don't know if this was a dumb thing that I just did, but like talking about the TVs on TVs, I remember being a kid and being fascinated when I'd have like a mirror and you could see other mirrors. And like that was, uh, I have nothing else to do. It, it sounds like dumb pothead philosophy, just like endless mirrors, man. But I was mostly just a dumb six year old. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really the only thing I have that you didn't have. But uh, Bernie, did we miss anything in the video collection that you noticed? No, you guys touched on everything. I didn't have a lot of notes for that, for these three. But So, Bernie, you know, you said you, you kind of avoided the videos, which I think is kind of natural upon watching Beavis and Butthead because you, you are, it's kind of jarring initially, if you, especially if you're new to the series, like, what the hell is this? But you maybe warmed up to them a bit. Did it really give you a look at kind of like late 90s or late 80s, oh, early 90s music and culture too or immediately after binging the series there's just my my playlist right after it just i was constantly just listening to all these different bands and songs that they showed a lot of them honestly that they didn't even like you know they kind of trashed on but you know i liked them so i listened to them it was it was really interesting it was it's it's a very interesting time capsule just only possible through working with mtv uh it, it's a lot of mtv is like that it's just inexplicably a time capsule into what music was popular at the time. It's interesting. And yeah. I guess what music wasn't popular. I always yeah. had a theory too, that Mike judge liked, he liked a majority of the videos that were on there or else they wouldn't be on there or they're else just so grotesquely bad that they're easy to make fun of. But I, I feel like he probably had a little hint of liking a lot of the music mm-hmm. or else it would have been on on the show. For sure. That's all I've got Clay. I think we are ready to take our brief break. So we will play, you know, our tiresome ad that we've been running all season. And then we'll be back for part two to discuss candy sales. 
tell me what I'm holding in my hand? Uh, your nads? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my right hand. Are you getting California with a California without Marlon Brando's eyes. Anyway, that's uh, a lot of people are clamoring for more Fred Schneider of B-52s. So that was uh, Fred Schneider of B-52s singing uh, "Eyeless" by Slipknot, which uh, <laughs> I think we could say that's that's not two artists you'd expect to be loved together. Bernie, am I right? <laughs> I actually do love Slipknot. But... Yeah, I, I, got, I got a soft spot for him too. So, I, 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 well, off off mic, he confessed he didn't know Steve Winwood. So I'm, I'm glad we at least got halfway you saved there. yourself. Yes, I did. But um, shut up. All right, uh, Adam, give give the background on Candy Sale. Oh, shit. I don't even have the stuff up, man. Oh, well, well, at least you didn't have 10 minutes to get prepared there between segments. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Just give me, here we go. I've got it up now. Look at that. You know, I think we don't need to say directed by. I think that information is just given. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that it, I don't even know if it's true with fucking IMDb. <laughs> Anyways, Candy Sale aired April 8th, 1995. It was season five, episode 23, volume two, disc one on the Mike Judge collection. And Beavis and Butthead screw up their class, their class fundraising project. Clayton... Take it away. You know, I feel like this is the second time I've uh, wished my mom a belated happy birthday with an air date, but uh, happy belated 35th birthday to my mom on the day Candy Sale aired. Um, I don't know if I was respectful enough at 11 years old to really say it, so mom, I'm giving the thumbs up. But uh, yeah, it starts in the classroom, and uh, apparently Mr. Manners has beaten the molestation raft because... uh, (laughs) Apparently just six months, well, we later find out it took him six months to find a new job, which is as one of these candy sale reps, which I think, I mean, I know we had stuff, like, Bert, was this still a thing in school when you were? Oh, yeah, Yeah. I wrote a lot about, I actually wrote about how uh, this is like a scam I remember having to take part in, just going around selling, grifting the entire neighborhood, trying to sell, like, magazines and candy. Yeah, that's... uh complete waste of time and also usually i don't even think those magazines showed up like no, even if you I, bought them i don't think so the main thing i remember adam and i uh well we went to high school together and remember uh one day senior year just going around town selling ads for our yearbook <laughs> you remember that day adam that's uh yes the yeah. trail uh trail lodge or something we, we i think we made two or three sales we did okay we were we we could be charming in our elements, I think. I but, just bought um, two candy gar- candy bars from somebody within my circle too. So I I, I gave in to this scam. I'm sorry. They were delicious. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it continues, but uh, yes, he's spearheading this door to door candy drive in a buzz cuts class. And um, yeah, so, well, I guess to go back, like, do you think he was cleared of the molestation, or was it a more sad point when they're just like, eh, it's Beavis and Butthead, who cares? <laughs> well, I wonder, even, because, yeah, I guess even if, because obviously there's nothing there, but even still, he got into a fight with one of the teachers, so yes, why would they let him in? Yeah. But then again, this is the same school that has not expelled Beavis and Butthead, so. Yeah, yeah that's, well, the thing I asked, too, because he's really kind of, 
flaunting a little bit the fact that he's there because he's standing and this is my favorite joke of the whole one he's standing there um he's got his left hand in his pocket and he's doing a presentation and he holds up his leg he goes uh what can you tell me i have in my hand and then butthead says uh your nads and he's no my right hand it's it's a hard joke to really express verbally but um you know you don't now i mean it is obviously, I mean, yeah, look, it's, we're just three guys. This guy talk. Let's be, like, you can cuff your balls without really knowing it, right? I mean, it, it's something that you, you can do. But he's clearly at the front of the class. He knows what he's doing. So I think he's, he's kind of sticking it to Beavis and Butthead that he's still there, right? Maybe yeah, there's I mean, some truth to it all, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I don't know if that was something they were deliberately trying to imply, but... Yeah, I think I. Yeah, he he's in the driver's seat at the start here. Yeah, most certainly. But uh, yeah, either way, he uh, makes a point to tell the kids that these candy bars practically sell themselves, and he sends them out uh, to sell them for two dollars a piece. Uh, naturally, the boys first stop at Anderson's house, um, and they you know they have a hard time you know, hiding their uh, contempt for the whole project, which naturally he lectures them about their lack of salesmanship because uh, if there's anybody who's there, always there to give advice, no one asks for, it's Tom Anderson. But uh, even with his disapproval, it doesn't stop him from uh, first offering, like saying that he'll take a 50% discount because the boys get competitive and they say they sell for half price. So he gives them each a dollar after ripping them off and then scolding them for underselling it. So Tom's particularly in kind of an asshole mood here, I think. But, um, but yeah, so they go around, they each have $1 and, um, they start to get hungry and, um, Beavis wants a candy bar. Uh, I think, was it Beavis or Butthead? I, I, I don't remember the order. One of them wants a candy bar, but they only have a dollar. So he borrows the dollar from the other one to buy. Butthead wanted. Butthead wanted the uh, the the candy. And yeah. Okay. And that starts off a chain of a full afternoon of them just literally passing the two dollars back and forth in exchange for one candy bar, and it's just one of those. It's it's such a, that's, that's that's really clever writing. I think I'm really because it's so dumb. It's so. It should be so hard for this show to keep any kind of momentum just building on how stupid they are. And I love when they find little wrinkles. Because, yes, they, they would absolutely just take the $2 and pass it back and forth <laughs> as a way of ex- exchanging for candy bars. And also eat a full box of candy bars in one afternoon, which even for a couple 15-year-olds I think is a bit much. But, um, but yeah, they get back to the class. And, um, yeah, they show Mr. Candy the empty, cla- the empty box and uh, two great callbacks. Another first one is, you know, another just like retaining enough information to kind of be an asshole with Beavis saying, yeah, they practically sell themselves. <laughs> like, and then also um, he, uh, he puts his and then uh, to show his appreciation, Mr. Candy puts his hand on Beavis's shoulder. And like in the first episode, he squeals out, don't touch me, ass white. But um it gets to the end, and uh, they reveal that they only have $2 to show. Uh, and naturally, Mr. Candy loses it, attacks him. One point, even calls Butthead, you little farter. <laughs> and um, as he attacks, and then at which point, Buzzcut comes in to interrupt. And uh, 
And here's where I'm going to say I'm going to disagree with you two guys. I think Mr. Candy won the first fight with Van Driesen because he is showing a surprising amount of chutzpah by slapping Buzzcut in the chest. And immediately it turned out because Buzzcut, all the blood rushes to his face. Great sequence of him just kicking him in the face. Like, doesn't even <laughs> drop his leg, just rises up and just like a series of kicks right to the face. While all that's going along, uh, I love that they take the $2 off the, ca- the cash and then they split it with each other. Beavis and Butt, they show like some actual like, uh, like code of honor, I guess, between the two. Like this, these, these are our $1 individual and they watch as uh, this guy just gets the crap kicked out of him. So, uh, yeah, good touch. I, uh, I'll turn it over. Whoever, who wants to take the floor to build on what I may or may not have said? Go ahead, Bernie. I just think it's funny that he not only got back to the same school, he decided to put his hands on the same exact <laughs> boy who called him yeah. like a pedophile. It's very, you know, again, it's not helping his argument. But... But I, like it's, he says it took him six months to find another job. So something bad, like there was, I, I feel like there was something to overcome. At least he got fired, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just it, it felt, but it feels like like all the the sexual misconduct claims made it out into the other world. But he he found work in the one place where he was accused. I don't know if there's commentary there, but uh, it's. Uh... I like where um, he's giving the boys a little sales training, or at least scoffing at them. because he goes and what are you guys going to do if someone says no they don't want candy bars (laughs) 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 so uh, yeah that they just kind of instantly rid his uh selling style i like how at one point they say selling stuff sucks and like quickly after that they say this town sucks which i'm pretty sure (laughs) like every teenager ever has said yeah. about their hometown. Like, if you come from a moderate to smaller hometown. But then they circle all the way around to when they've downed everything. They say selling candy is pretty cool. Their <laughs> <laughs> yes. attitudes change uh, completely because they've downed the candy bars. Those are kind of the... I do like the sequence with Buzz Cut too. Man, I, I can't disagree with you more, though. Just the, the, the limp... The limp slapping of buzz cut. I think Mr. Candy slash Mr. Manders is just overconfident and full of himself and gets his ass kicked a lot. I, but, I mean, I feel like he probably would have fought dirty with Van... I, I, I don't think he gets that confidence boost without a win in his past because... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He, I, I, maybe, was... <laughs> maybe he gained it in the prison. Maybe he had sure disorder. It, 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 maybe he got it from only fighting children. It's well, yes, also possibly true, but it's it, man, that's that's one of my favorite buzz cut. The, the kick sequence with buzz cut, I just I love that the, his foot never drops. It's just like like in acrobatics, it's impressive. But um, we've had it a little bit. But um, what do we think of? I mean, just the idea of guest spots. Like, does it feel weird? Because Bernie, I remember in your video, you even pointed out uh, you quote I quote you saying. He's voiced by David Spade for some reason, which there's something a little <laughs> odd about it. I mean, I, I I don't generally like David Spade. I think he has like a nice smarmy, 
Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. But it is it is just really funny, like, because, you know, he's not even credited, I don't think, in the episodes. <laughs> it's just, like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's just kind of like a weird tidbit. Didn't David <laughs> Spade have something to do with Mike Judge kind of breaking in, though? Maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like Mike Judge had a passing with him or became friends with him when he was at Saturday Night Live. I think it was Saturday Night Live, which um, I don't, I believe that was maybe referenced in uh, one of our uh, friend of the show, Sean Beard's uh, late night Morningwood uh, interviews. I believe he did meet him at Saturday Night Live. I, I don't remember exactly how their paths crossed, but uh, so I'm guessing yeah. just friends kind of what he will maybe wanted to just be part of the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who could blame him? I would say, but uh, there were three uh, videos though clay another yeah. three pack unless you had and more to add i didn't want to cut I, you off. i don't no i don't um coolio r.i.p with i remember shudder to think with hit liquor and varga with greed yeah Which very you? recent r.i.p with coolio yeah. um yeah just last month i i enjoyed butthead waxing poetic about how rap dudes are always being hassled by the man with no understanding of what that shit means. Dante <laughs> clearly just kind of picked that up. I would say that, like, Adam, you'll recall, I was kind of a connoisseur of Coolio CD singles. I do not remember this song. I mean, I had fucking See You When You'll Get There on CD singles. Oh, man. So I was, I was all into Coolio. I don't remember. I, I remember, ironically enough. Was it, Did I see Chris Tucker in this video? I, I don't remember this song either. I don't. Um, but, uh, I did yeah. like the Sanford and Son impression. <laughs> uh, Red the Red Fox impression by uh, Beavis, and then that Beavis, if he had an afro, he would cut a hole in it and yeah. store stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like that Beavis refers to uh, Shudder as uh, like a rich kid sissy boys prancing around on a boat. And they also point out that they think Don Henley is a, a wuss, which uh, I old if Mark Cunningham listened to the show, he'd be pissed because that, if you'll remember, not the Eagles are my dad's favorite. No, Don Henley's solo work, uh, my dad's favorite music for some reason. All he wants um, to do is dance. All he yes, he really does. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Vaughn, are you airing like, his dirty laundry here? Oh, it's cow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, join in. I'm sure you know a lot of Don Henry's. I'm sorry, Bernie. This yeah. is <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that that not only did he call them wussies, they then list out like a ton of different celebrities yes. that they consider wussies for like promoting, like encouraging, like saving like the forest. Yeah, yeah. I remember Sting was one. I don't. Uh... Ted Danson. Ted Danson. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm glad you took the lead there to ignore the fact that I called him Don Henry. But um, then there's also uh, the Varga video. There's like a big pile of money. And uh, they ask if that's rented or, or, if it, or they ask if, the, if that's the band's actual money or if that's uh, rented, which kind of almost planted the seed for an episode later in this season. Uh, uh, Green Thumbs, if you'll remember, where they took money to a copy machine and uh, then tried to pass it off as real. Um, I don't know if that was intentional, but this was like 30 episodes after this one aired, so uh, that's all I got. Uh, but Bernie, any video thoughts to add? Oh, also, I thought it was funny that they, in the same 
<laughs> they also Beavis and Butthead admit to necrophilia. <laughs> oh yeah. Or yeah, they, they kiss dead chicks. <laughs> and then Butthead claims to just be joking, but Beavis is left ambiguous as to whether or not he would actually do it. Yeah, that's very, <laughs> very yes. interesting. Okay, uh, honor code: Would you guys kiss a dead woman? I'm gonna say no. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'll say no as well. Clay, okay. I think you're joking. Well, well, it's I, I. Well, I was joking about saying no. No. Well, it's. Oh no! Like, let's be glad that they took the. The green thumb idea, not the necrophilia idea. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe the second Paramount Plus season. Um, uh, building on that, I guess before we get into the best episodes, Bernie, something else uh, from your video. You kind of uh, mentioned a little skepticism about uh, the new season. Uh, I believe it's over now. I, I think it was 12 episodes. Um, and I, I don't know if you're all the way through it, but uh, what are your thoughts so far? So I'm only halfway through the new season, but it, I actually really enjoyed it. We actually we did talk about this very briefly uh, before recording, but it definitely kind of has a slow start, but it, I, a lot of really great episodes in there, a lot of great bits, and I really liked what they did with the music video segments where they mix in like TikTok videos and YouTube videos. I thought that was a great change up to the format. Overall, just you know, I, I was definitely I'll admit I was wrong in my uh, pretensions to the reboot it was much better than i thought it would be yeah and and uh well to break break the the idea that this is just a spontaneous conversation you did say you love the movie too yeah yeah i i did love the uh fuck i forget what it's called though do <laughs> the, the universe me, but do the universe yes do the universe is really good although i thought it was interesting this is just you know a little just a bit of nerd stuff about the uh behind the scenes of it but of course the art style for that movie and the show is a lot different from the original and even the 2011 reboot. And that's because uh, the studio behind it is the also, is the same studio behind shows like Archer. So the background characters look a lot more like Archer. Very much That so, kind yeah. of realm of uh, shows like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing I've noticed. I, I wouldn't say it's a negative, but that's just one thing I definitely noticed in the movie, like the close-ups, just like, yeah, this doesn't yeah, look like... The, Beavis and Butthead look mostly the same, but yeah, like the... Especially because of how amazing the first movie was, which obviously I don't hmm. think they would be able to get that much money for a movie now, no. but the animation is the only thing really lacking in uh, the movie, I think. But Yeah, but... Um, all right, we are at the end. Uh, it's, it's time to pick best episode, and I'm going to kick it over to our guest first. Of this two, which one did you like better? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I think I think I'll just have to go with Mr. Candy, just because <clears throat> while I like the character of Mr. Manners and how he's established as Mr. Manners, I like Mr. Candy as the continuation of that and just how it ends, too, just... <laughs> getting into a fight and <laughs> revealing himself to be this kind of deranged person who's willing to just assault a child again. Yeah. I think it's a great sec follow-up to it that I think makes the character a lot funnier. I'm leaning towards Candy Sale. That one I just think is a more complete episode. I love the nads in my, my left hand joke and the $2 distribution. Just, just, you know, a lot of great stuff all around. I, I really like this one a lot. But, uh, Adam, what's your pick? Uh, I, as someone who sells stuff for a living, I just like the line, selling stuff sucks. <laughs> and uh, I, I like uh, Candy Sale as well because of the, like, Chuck Norris as Walker, Texas Ranger-esque ass-kicking mm-hmm. that Mr. Candy gets at the end. 
Um, yeah, and then Nads in the Hand uh, joke at the start really starts that episode off with a bang, too. I enjoyed David Spade, though, in both. Yeah. I thought he did a nice job as Mr. Manners yeah. slash Mr. Candy. And, and so. selling, selling stuff doesn't suck Kudos when you're on my the job, because you, you don't sell you the sick, you man. sell the sizzle, my man. But um, uh, oh. tell the people how they can get a hold of us. Uh on Twitter at Butthole and Joe, or you can email us at Buffcoat and Beaver Pod at gmail.com. Facebook, I think we've been we've been banished for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I, I should point out you that, guys got banned? Well well like our account uh they I got an alert because I don't get on Facebook very often, but I got on and we got an alert saying that we'd been deactivated but then i clicked on it and it was there but ever since then we haven't been able to interact and i'd like to say it'll be handled before we uh air this episode but i don't care that much but how bernie how do people get a hold of you and how can they check out your stuff um well i'm on youtube just at bernie vids and i'm also on twitter although Honestly, I don't tweet that much about anything related to my content. It's kind of just a personal Twitter, so I don't know if it's a, a good idea to promote that. So really the best way, if you want to follow just my stuff, is Bernie Vids, where you can watch the uh, the documentary slash review of Beavis and Butthead that I made. Yes, that will be linked in the description. It's Vids with a Z. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. I, I just want people to be able to find it. Uh, one other thing to point out, Adam, because you a couple weeks ago uh, said you wanted to call our fans butt nuggets um we got an inquiry on uh, twitter from a user david sadell i meant to mention this a couple weeks ago he actually pitched butt burglars as an alt as an alternate and so um no. you know, we, have, we have a third party here bernie would you rather be known as a butt nugget or a butt burglar i feel like butt nugget sounds a lot grosser so maybe if you want that but i, I think i'd rather be called a butt burglar i think yeah uh, i i think burglar almost like in the moment, I think Nugget sounds worse, but a butt burglar seems like, like you know, Beavis keeping it in his basement in jars. Long term, <laughs> I think that's the grosser option. Okay. I yeah, love all right. I love a good. I love a good turd talk to end. A how good. About my fans are butt nuggets, and your fans, Clay, are butt burglars. Oh, yes, you know, okay, and well, and yeah, we'll we'll turn them all against each other. But Bernie. <laughs> Again, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. It's uh, yes, thank you, Bernie. Oh, no problem. Chat, and uh, we will be back next week. Adam, tell the folks what what they have to look forward to. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> this is your thing. I know you've turned it over to me. I've got it right here. No, no, now I've got to sign in. It's the Halloween episode. We're going to be talking thank about Holy Lord of the Harvest. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> What the hell are you doing? This is my class. I do the ass kicking around here. Wait your turn, Jarhead. Ah. You just made a fatal mistake, Mr. Candy Ass. I hope you know something about hand-to-hand combat. Oh, you're going down, soldier boy. Hmm. Ah.